the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. His Excellency has spoken. That's right. His Excellency, Governor Tom Wolf and his Aunt Rachel, recommended today that no high school sports should be played until after January 1st. That, of course, would include football, but it could also cut into the basketball season and every other sport that's played in the fall, boys and girls. The reason that His Excellency uh, thinks that we, his lowly subjects, should not participate in sports until he feels that we will be safe is that we still need to, quote, unquote, beat this virus. That's right. We're now trying to beat the virus. That sure seems like a long way from flattening the curve. Maybe it's just me, but that's uh, that. they never talked about that when this thing started, about beating anything. And, of course, we're not going to beat the virus unless we have a vaccine. And by the time we have a vaccine and everybody is vaccinated, we should be pretty well into next summer, which would mean that spring sports will also be canceled again. Last week, the WPIAL released a fall sports schedule and included football games. And it was also announced that heat acclimatization, uh, acclimatization practices could start on August 10th. That's Monday. And by the way, the PIAA said uh, in a statement today that uh, the people there are very disappointed and the board will meet tomorrow afternoon and will have an official statement. The WPIAL seems to be saying that they're going with what they uh, announced last week. Uh, hopefully they're uh, uh, completely ignoring the idiotic governor. But they did re- release that fall schedule, and lots of kids have been getting up very early in the morning, working out, practicing on their own five days a week for months. They were led to believe that there would be football, not with their parents in the stands, of course, but football. Now, I would think that this would be something that would have a lot of parents pretty upset um, we know that kids almost never have serious symptoms if they do catch uh, COVID-19. And uh, they've already said that the stands will be empty, as I said. So who's being kept safe here? Um, the insanity has to stop somewhere. Playing high school football would be a good way to start to show that the insanity is going to, you know, on its way to being over. But uh, that's not what we're going to get from the governor. Coming up in our second half hour... I'm going to be talking to a Republican state rep from Fayette County about what the Republicans can do about this uh, latest recommendation um, and uh, what what they will be doing. Let's hope they're going to be doing something because uh, if they don't, they got to stand up to this somehow. And what it is they can do to get the restaurants back to 100 percent because there were another uh, there was another meeting today out in Bethel Park and I think they've been held in other places too. I know the one in Bethel. Uh, where lots of uh, restaurant owners showed up, and they just they want it to end. They they're demanding that they can open to 100 percent if they have proper distancing, and um, we'll see where that goes. But they they're they're pretty upset. They should rebel. But anyway, that's where it stands right now. No, a recommendation for no football in the fall. No no fall sports at all in high school. Let's hope that the organizations um, stand up against it. Now, the reason for the insanity, of course, is the number of cases that have been discovered in Pennsylvania, mainly because there have been, uh, there's been a lot of testing going on. Now, you may not be aware that there's another test available, and it would work much better than the one they are using, but the FDA is holding it up. When we come back, we will have someone here to explain that to you. Stick around. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. 
Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit the AnswerPGH.com keyword Israel to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit the AnswerPGH.com keyword Israel. John Stockerwald here. If you're a small business owner or you make the marketing or advertising decisions for a business, then listen up. Our annual Food for the Poor campaign is underway to raise money for children suffering from poverty in the Caribbean and Latin America. We've partnered with Food for the Poor to provide food and clean water to several thousand children in Guatemala where it's desperately needed. As a Food for the Poor business benefactor, just make a $1,200 tax-deductible gift to Food for the Poor, and AM1250 will give you $2,400 worth of prime advertising at no additional cost to air here Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on our local Salem affiliates. That's the best advertising deal you'll find anywhere. Through the generosity of your business, you'll be helping these kids in desperate need. To take advantage of this deal, just call Mike Howard at 412-503-4761. That's 412-503-4761. One more time, 412-503-4761. This is AM 1250, The Answer. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So now we know that high school kids in Pennsylvania shouldn't play football or any other sport until January 1st, 1st, I should say, uh, according to His Excellency Tom Wolfe. And the insanity continues. What if there were a test for this virus that could help put an end to the insanity? Phil Kirpin, president of American Commitment, has been trying to end the insanity from the beginning. He's doing great work on this subject, lots of research. And he joins us now. Thanks for coming on again, Phil. I appreciate it. Hey, John. Good to be with you. So uh, are we testing enough right now? I guess that's the first question. We're testing way too much uh, of the wrong test. So we are using, <laughs> uh, we are, we, we've done about almost 60 million tests, uh, but they've all been what are called PCR, polymerase chain reaction tests, which um, is the most sensitive test in the world. Uh, it can find any fragment of viral material uh, and amplify it enough uh, to find a positive. And so if the virus is, is in your nose at all when they stick that swab in there, it's going to test positive. Now, that might seem like a good thing. The problem with that is that um, you can test positive for 12 weeks after you have the, the uh, disease, 
and you're only infectious for about seven or eight days, typically. Ten uh, is, is sort of what they recommend to be safe is, you know, after 10 days after symptoms, you're not infectious. Uh, but the test is going to show positive long after that. And we've, we're doing all these tests now, and we send them off to labs, and it takes days to get them back and all this kind of and, But most of the time, uh, when you get the test back, it's already been you know, seven days or more since your symptoms started, and so you're not infectious anymore. So you find out, hey, oh, well, yeah, you were positive, uh, and you can't do anything useful about it because you're not infectious anymore. And so we're running these, this massive, massive number of tests, uh, but they're the wrong kind of test. And the test that would really be much more useful is one you could take yourself at home and, you know, do it in the morning and have a result and know if you're infectious or not. And if you're not, then you go about your daily life and there actually are tests that can do that. They're much cheaper than the tests we've been using. They're about $2 each instead of the $100 each for the tests we've been using. Uh, they were developed at MIT. They applied for FDA approval in March. It's August. They're still not approved. And the insane thing is, um, you know, the FDA's objection to these tests, John, is they say, well, they're not as sensitive as the PCR tests. They don't meet our standard. But that's a good thing. You know, the, the PCR test is too sensitive. It can show positive for up to three months after you're not infectious anymore. You want a test that only shows positive if you could actually infect someone else. And so their objection to it is over precisely what makes it superior, as well as, you know, the fact that, you know, you could do it yourself at home and get a result right away. So this is really an incredible government policy blunder. Uh, they've been sitting on this for months and months and months. They may finally be moving on it. Last week, they created in a, sort of a new category of tests uh, for at-home testing, and they, they've got a new application form posted on the FDA site. So the companies that, that offer these tests are going to apply into this new process, and you know, I hope they'll move quickly on it. But it's really been uh, it, it's really been a debacle because we've just done millions and millions and millions of tests of uh, of a kind of test that's just not that useful if you're trying to prevent people from infecting other people. So if I'm tested today <clears throat> with the testing that they're using now and I test positive, uh, it could mean that I had, the, uh, I had the disease how long ago? Up to like, 12 weeks, according to the CDC. Okay, so, so and I've not been contagious for, what, like 11 of those weeks or, or 10 of those weeks? Yeah, they, they basically say that the, for, for almost everyone, you're contagious 7 to 10 days after symptoms. Start. Um, if you have a very severe case, it could be up to 20 days. That's the longest they've ever seen, according to the CDC. Uh, they've never found someone who has live replication-capable virus more than three weeks after symptom onset. But they, but they said you could still test positive up to 12 weeks. But so, uh, so I test positive. I go in tomorrow and I test positive, and now I find out that I have it. And uh, everybody in my family is supposed to stay away from me for 14 days, right? Even though the disease that I, it says that I have stopped being contagious two and a half months ago? Uh, yeah, potentially. It, it's all about when your symptoms began. Yeah. That's yeah. where you sort of okay. data from. But so it the could biggest be problem is, you know, you go in and test today, you're not going to get a result back probably for a week. So, like, okay. by the time you get the result, the week you would have been infectious is over anyway. But they so still, the but when I get the result, really, uh, yeah. but when I get the result, it says I have the disease. Or it, right. it, in other words, when I when I come out of wherever I go to get my test, and when I when I get my results, do they say yes, you are positive, and therefore right now you are uh, you have COVID nineteen, or do they tell you well you might have had it in the last two months, but we you're still testing? I mean, how, what the people who they get give tested, you a, what they, they give told? you a they give you like a one page handout that explains uh, what it means that you know it, it, they do give you an explanation that it might that it might mean that that it might not be live virus uh, but you know your employer is certainly not going to let you come around probably no. uh, and so you know it's uh, it's a big problem if you had cheap tests yeah, I mean the thing with these tests that that's so important you know maybe it really won't be two dollars maybe it'll be five dollars I don't know but let's say we get cheap tests that you can do at home. Yeah, you know, it 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 just changes the whole thing because now you know you can go buy a fifty pack of them or whatever, and whenever you need to do something, it's important you take one, you test negative. Maybe they could they could put a box of stickers that say I tested negative today, right in there with the test. You slap that on your chest. You walk around, people know you tested negative that day. It changes. I mean, it changes the whole thing. The idea that we have these and they're not approved is insane to me. 
But the, the FDA is famous for um, erring on the side oh, of caution. Yeah, no, and I know. People. They don't approve anything. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Every single thing the FDA has done that's been helpful in this entire pandemic has been waiving their own rules and getting out of their own way. Uh, they are one of the most inept. And remember, from the beginning, uh, when we had no tests at all in the first month, it was because, you know, the FDA wouldn't approve any private sector testing, and we were supposedly all going to rely on the CDC test. It didn't even work. So the government's messed up every aspect of testing from the beginning on this thing. And uh, the fact that we've got multiple companies now that say they're ready to roll with extremely cheap home tests uh, and yet we still don't have them approved. It's almost mind I mean, it's, it's almost hard to believe that that's where we so, are after this many months. And, and again, it's called pay, a paper antigen test. What does that mean? What, what's, what is it? Uh, what's mean, the it, paper? Uh, it, it, the, it's basically a piece of paper that you basically lick or, or spit on, and okay. then you stick it in the, the tube, and, the, and you get a result, essentially. I mean, they, they, the test kits are, could be... They can use slightly different mechanisms, but basically the, it's the, the, the active part of the test is it's a specially coated piece of paper that reacts if you have the virus in your, in your uh, saliva. I, I saw somewhere, I don't remember where I saw it, somebody asked the question that said, if this disease, if we have to wear these masks because the droplets are so powerful and that uh, they spread and they, you know, that, that you pick it up so easily... Why do they have to stick something halfway into your brain to do a test? Why can't they just have you spit on something? <laughs> Somebody asked that a month and a half ago uh, somewhere, and I, I wondered, that sounded like a pretty good question to me. Well, it sounds like this test that you're talking about is basically the same idea. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's, uh, and and the, the whole thing is, you know, the PCR test, the one that we're using now, it will be able to tell you you're positive earlier than the tests I'm talking about. You know, if you, let's say you had, you got exposed to someone and you caught it and you wanted to take a test immediately, like before you had any symptoms, just to see. Well, the PCR test could tell you if you're positive, like, you know, two or three days earlier maybe, uh, in the incubation period, uh, than the test that I'm talking about, which probably won't show positive until you're actually infectious, until you're able to infect someone else. So in theory, that makes the PCR test better because you could get an earlier response. But in practice, when you have to send it off to a lab and wait for days and their lines and their backlogs and all this kind of stuff, you, you almost never get the test where, you know, it being more sensitive is going to help you because it gets it earlier. It's almost always the opposite that we were talking about where it gets it later and it gives you positive even though you're not infectious anymore. And so I think the obsession with using the most sensitive test possible is crazy and counterproductive. And frankly, if the test is cheap enough and you can run it at home, it doesn't really matter that much if it misses it during the incubation period because you're going to take another test in another day or two and you're going to get it then and see the, you're going to see it's positive when you actually are infectious and then you're going to be able to stay home until you're not. So there's, there, there, it's almost like a pregnancy test. There's no doctor involved. You, you right. do your thing on the piece of paper, and the next morning it tells you, it gives you a result. Or how ten fast? minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 the only reason that the FDA doesn't like it is because it's not sensitive enough. And right. So well, if they're you comparing it to the PCR test, so they say it's not as sensitive. It doesn't meet the uh, stand the benchmark. That's what they. Oh, say. that's right. Okay, it's not. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it's it's. So if 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 you know this, and people at the FDA know this, why isn't there more of a push from doctors to get this done? They're the ones who have to deal with this. And yeah, you know there are a few. The, There's a guy at Harvard named Michael Mino who's been writing about it for months, and there are a few other people who've been pushing it, but. Uh, there's not as much awareness of it as I'd like. Actually, Eric Topol from WebMD was talking about it on Twitter the other day. So maybe there's an increasing awareness a little bit, but uh, it, it is a really strange thing because, they, you know, as I said, the first application for this was filed in March. We could have had this the whole time. Yeah. And, and um, so if, uh, this is one of those things, it seems to me, that if it got widespread publicity, because this is the first time I've heard about it, and I'm guessing a lot of people listening right now have never heard of this before. Um, wonder why, where, where are the media on this? Um, you know, there have been a couple of articles, but not much. So I appreciate you uh, having me on to talk about it, because 
you know, there are a lot of people with a lot of different views about how you know, how severe this is, what we need to cancel or not cancel, and I'm sort of of the open everything mindset and that kind of thing. But, like, no matter what your view is of this disease, you ought to be for the cheap test that you can do at home. I mean, just there's nobody who could have any re- good reason to be against it, and yet, you know, we got government standing in the way right now. We're talking to Phil Kirpin. He's the president of American Commitment, and uh, he's been doing great work on this. And uh, do you feel a lot of times like you're shouting at the clouds here? Because um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's getting a little bit exhausting, to be honest. But uh, you know, what else can I do? Yeah. And um, how much of this blame? You mentioned this a minute ago, but about the FDA, not just on this issue, but how much blame should the FDA be getting for the chaos and the hysteria that uh, that has engulfed the country in the last three months? I think all the government bureaucracies, FDA, CDC, NIH, have uh, performed horrendously. Uh, they've all been on every single side of every single issue. Uh, they've been inconsistent. They've been erratic. Uh, they've had illogical regulations. And uh, you know, I, I've been, I've been very unimpressed. You know, when when you know, I remember it used to be this big drumbeat. You know, from the left, they would say, you know, President Trump tried to cut funding for FDA and CDC, and you know that's why we're doing so badly. And I kind of think like, and I looked up, he really didn't. I mean, their funding went up, but I was kind of thinking like, you know, maybe if we had cut their funding in half or something like that, there wouldn't be as many bureaucrats to mess things up and get in the way of everything. You know, I mean, just I, I think they've performed uh, very, very poorly. Well, how much, and I know this isn't necessarily your, what you've been researching, but just, uh, just from your own experience and your own gut feeling, how much of this has been getting in the way by accident and how much of it is getting in the way on purpose? Uh, you know, I never, I never uh, ascribe to malice what can be explained by incompetence, especially when government's involved. So mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, look, when you're in the government, uh, you know, it's always better to not approve something and to slow walk it, you know, just in case. You know, and they don't really, uh, they don't really understand urgency. And uh, I don't think it's malevolent per se, but it's just it's the culture of these government bureaucracies. And uh, it's uh, so I would say incompetence and uh, just you know, sort of bureau, you know, bureaucracy uh, well, more than malevolence. The the lead story uh, in the news around here today is going to be that the governor uh, has had, had what he's what is called a press conference today. He took no questions, but he he said that he said that uh, there will be no uh, sports, uh, fall sports for high schools and and grade schools until. No, he didn't say that. He said he recommended it. And But what caught me, and I thought of you and, and other people who were fighting against this when he said it, he said, we have to keep people separated if we're going to beat the virus. And I thought, what a leap that is from flatten the curve to beat the virus. And that's where we are now. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit, I think that's a little bit crazy. Uh, you got to let people live their lives, especially where you have a uh, very, li- very limited disease burden, uh, which, you know, in Pennsylvania, as you know, the disease, uh, sort of the critical disease and death was overwhelmingly in the long-term care facilities. And uh, to the extent that you've now got rising cases, they're not really resulting in severe disease burden or death. Uh, you've got a mostly in younger people, mostly milder cases. And so I think that, uh, as usual, is a severe overreaction uh, from your governor. And, of course, you know, the problem is that you get these politicians that think they just need to do anything they can and everything they can to clamp down on this virus, and they've got this sort of, uh, you know, monomaniacal obsession on this one thing, and they ignore everything else that people need to have good lives and to be happy and to be healthy. And, you know, certainly participation in sports is so crucial for children for their physical development, for their emotional development, for everything you learn out of, you know, being part of a team and being in competition and, and I think that's so central to uh, just the way we grow up and the way we learn how to how to deal with other people and the, all the lessons we learn from that, uh, as well as, you know, sort of the, the physical exercise benefits and everything else. Uh, I would be uh, very hesitant to take an action like what he's suggesting. I think well, he's... Hey, Phil, uh, I'm very hesitant, too. I'm also completely out of time. i got 10 seconds to thank you. Phil Kirpin, thanks again for being on. Keep pushing. All right. Have a good one. All right. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. 
President Trump and the Senate's top Republicans are meeting amid increasing worry that the bipartisan coronavirus relief negotiations might collapse. The rival sides are inching toward a self-imposed end-of-the-week deadline for a deal. Democratic leaders accuse the Republicans of making proposals that would nickel and dime the nation's children. Republicans say the Democrats are just stonewalling the president's negotiators. Ohio's governor has tested positive for the coronavirus just ahead of a planned meeting with President Trump. Republican Governor Mike DeWine's office says he took that test as part of standard protocol before meeting Mr. Trump. Stocks closing higher on Wall Street today. The Dow gained 185 points. The Nasdaq was ahead 109 and the S&P 500 up 21. This is SRN News. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Dan Proft doesn't understand the argument against shutting down the schools. The Centers for Disease Control's most recent report, 12 pediatric COVID deaths total compared to 174 pediatric flu deaths this season. In 2018-2019 flu season, there were 400 pediatric deaths. In the 2009 swine flu pandemic, 2,000 children died. 12 so far pediatric COVID-19 deaths in America. And we shut down the schools. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Hi, I'm Michelle Obama. The people who know me know that I love to immerse myself in good conversation, to really go deep. And this summer, I decided to press record. The result is called the Michelle Obama Podcast. I just hope it's as fun and meaningful for you as it is for me. The Michelle Obama Podcast is a Spotify original podcast, and you can listen to the series for free only on Spotify. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. We're pretty solid on the parkway, eased outbound Bates Street out to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Your delay is running about seven minutes. On the inbound side, heavy into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Crowded on the Parkway West inbound, Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Construction is down to a single line of alternating traffic on Wilkins Avenue, Squirrel Hill area, Beeler Street, and South Dallas Avenue. Bigelow Boulevard, that's shut down between Forbes and Fifth Avenues for construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Rather cloudy skies for tonight with a low 62. 
Clouds and sun tomorrow with a shower or thunderstorm in the area and a high 81. Clear tomorrow night with a low 61. Partial sunshine on Saturday with a high 82. And Sunday, clouds and sun with a high of 86. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So our beloved governor, His Excellency Tom Wolf, recommended to his subjects today that no high school sports should be played in Pennsylvania until January 1st. PIAA was scheduled to meet at 2.30 today. They did. They're going to meet again tomorrow and have some kind of a respond, an official response at some point tomorrow. Meanwhile, how will the Republicans respond to this? Matt Dowling represents the 51st District in Harrisburg. He's a Republican. Uh, that district covers uh, Fayette and parts of Somerset County. Matt joins us now. Thanks for being here, Matt. Hey, thanks, John, so much for having me on today uh, to talk about what I think is, is going to be one of the most important issues we have this fall. The way kids will go back to school, the way they'll socialize, the way they'll take advantage of uh, sporting activities. Uh, you know, we've been dealing with the governor who previously had made recommendations that parents couldn't be in the stand. And, and now today right. with a strong recommendation that uh, that we wouldn't be having false sports at all. Um, you know, one of the things that our caucus immediately did and, and Representative Seth Grove took the lead on this is we asked uh, in an official right to know request, which uh, we, we had to pass legislation saying that the, the governor had to um, comply with right to know during the pandemic uh, because he wasn't doing so. So we asked, where's the data that tells us that these sports are unable to be played safely uh, this fall? Because up until now, we've been given no data on the edicts, the decisions or the recommendations coming from the Department of Health or the administration. Well, in his, uh, <clears throat> which was somehow called a press conference, I don't, from what I'm told, he didn't take any questions, but he, he said that um, that uh, the reason he's doing this is because, you know, we, we, we can't have people getting together like this because if we are going to beat this virus, those were his exact words. And um, it's stunning to me that the governor of the state thinks that we're going to beat the virus. I mean, the only way we beat the virus is to come up with a vaccine. And um, and I, what happened to flattening the curve? That we've yeah, got, that's I mean, a that's big what, jump from flattening we the were, curve to beat it. We were originally told that, you know, we were going to shut down private businesses, that these, these recommendations are, at the time, they were mandates uh, in March and April, that they were to flatten the curve and that we would see um, everything kind of back up and running within a 60 to 90 day period. And and this summer, we've absolutely not seen that. Um, I feel like we have fought tooth and nail on behalf of um, every industry that's out there, construction, one of the first, realtry, uh, another. And uh, now we're fighting on behalf of our local mom and pop owned restaurants who are being decimated right now because the governor's uh, edicts and, and next are going to be schools and sports. Yeah. Now, what what is the likelihood, though, that a recommendation from His Excellency turns into a decree? Well, if I had to read my tea leaves, uh, I would say that we've been chartering in this direction for a while with Governor Wolf. Um, I also think it's interesting that the Secretary of Education uh, has announced his departure. Uh, I, if I had to make a prediction. Uh, this recommendation will likely become a mandate as one of the last things that Secretary Pedro Rivera does as Secretary of the Department of Education. So he's leaving, and is it? You think it's because he's he, he wants to make that declaration and then get out of town? Well, I'm I'm not sure he is taking a position as president of uh, uh, Thaddeus Stevens College, uh, but it, the timing is just unique this fall that uh, you know he will be vacating the position, I believe, uh, by October 1st. So uh, it's a time when local school districts are looking for guidance. Uh, We are looking for data on the guidance and the recommendations. And uh, one of the people that can provide that for us in the governor's administration is going to slowly exit right after school should have started. Well, we're talking to Matt Dowling. He represents the 51st District in Harrisburg. Uh, He's a state rep. Um, 
And uh, in case you missed it, the the governor um, recommended today that no fall sports should take place in high schools. And I think it goes down to also to grade schools. It's just no sports for for any any organized sports now until January first. Um, yeah, the Repu- the Republicans in the state house and senate have been uh, pushing hard to open things up. This would be seem to be a sign that he has uh, no intention of loosening things anytime soon. Yeah, and, and when we're talking about sports, uh, the fall sports that that we're really talking about are, are cross country, field hockey, football, golf, soccer, girls tennis, uh, girls volleyball, I believe. And while we don't have much of it in Western PA, um, water polo is something that's played in the fall, especially mm-hmm. on the eastern half of the state. Well, by January first, basketball is—they're uh, playing basketball by January first. Well, they before are January. They- and they've been training for quite some time before that, which, you know, brings me to an, an interesting thought process. We've had, uh, you know, we've had students training all summer to start uh, playing football here very soon to start with these fall sports. And now they're going to have to be told, you know what, even though you were going through a, a different process than normal, even though we've set up a safe areas for you to do this, sanitation mm-hmm. in place, social distancing in place, and you've conditioned very difficultly all summer uh, in the heat, and you're ready to play, guess what? You're not going to play. Um, well, and, and again, this is a recommendation, but, uh, you know, uh, who is, who's not going to comply with the governor's recommendation as far as some of our local school districts? I, I just don't see them not following. But, you know, they're not going to do it. Um, yeah, I know a group of kids who have been, uh, they're high school kids, and they've been uh, getting up every day at 6 in the morning, and... Uh, and practicing, working out uh, five days a week, two, you know, three, four hours a day. And they're just going to be told when they got home from their workout today, well, you know what, we may not be playing. Uh, the governor says we shouldn't play till January 1st. I, I, I just wish everybody would rise up and just absolutely refuse to listen to them, since it's not a law. And, and, it, and for that matter, and we're talking to, uh, to Matt Dowling uh, from uh, 55th District in Harrisburg, is can he pass? I mean, we've been through this before, but can can this happen without uh, legislation? I mean, that the that the governor can just decree this. Is it still under the emergency uh, situation, emergency act, or whatever it is? Yeah. So in in the emergency services code, there are certain uh, permissions of executive orders that happen in a, a act of God, like a case like this pandemic. So. He does have the ability to pass executive orders that would mandate these things. Uh, but, you know, I really believe that the best form of government is the form of government that's closest to home, that's held by the local citizens, that they're making mm-hmm. their own decisions. Yep. You know, I think parents are better to make decisions than school administrators even, and then school board members. You know, we need to be responsible for our own family, our own kinfolk, our kids that we're bringing up in in this nation, which is quite frankly fighting for its soul right now, and the governor has not assisted the Republican Party or even those who are defenders within his own party uh, who want to see economic recover recovery and want to see our kids get some type of a valuable education. You know, I know I, I have two sons under ten years old in elementary school. I know their school tried very hard the last nine weeks of the year, and I give their teachers credit for what they did, but really there was little educational value that came out of that. No. Um, and, and, I, and I'm worried that we're going to have a generation that, quite frankly, is at least a year behind, maybe more the way education uh, builds upon itself and progresses. Um, and I think we have to look at the long-term effects. Yes, there is a virus out there, um, but there are other viruses out there. There's the common flu that happens. And, and I'm not even comparing the two. I'm just saying, um, you know, we can't control this 100%. And we can't afford to keep the economy shut for a year, to shut down the borders of a state, to not allow kids to go to school. Um, you know, I, I wonder about the safety and well-being of schools that will be 100% virtual this year if parents are unable to do that. What if you have two parents that are essential uh, workers within their community? How do they mm-hmm. safely know what's happening with their elementary school or middle school kids? Um, and then, you know, are we leaning on grandma and grandpa? And are grandma and grandpa part of that 
that demographic that's most at risk. You know, I, I don't know uh, that the Department of Education or the governor has fully thought through these recommendations that they're making right now. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I know school board members and administrators who have sat down and had a, a frank talk with each other and with the public. They've had surveys and listening sessions with parents. They've come up with a plan, and now they're being told that the recommendation is is not according to plan, that sports are recommended thing. to not be played. Here's the other thing, as I've been pointing to since this stupidity began. You have counties, that my favorite county uh, that I always point to is Warren County, way way up in the top of the state, they've had 11 cases in four months. The, do- the governor's going to stand out up there in Harrisburg and tell the people in Warren County where 11 people in four months have had the disease that they can't play high school football? I mean, I don't know what those numbers are in Fayette County, where you are, in Somerset County, but, I mean, how many? Wh- who's being, what are we being kept safe from? They keep saying we've got to keep the kids safe, and they don't, the kids, first of all, the kids rarely even get the disease. When they do, they're either asymptomatic or they have very mild symptoms, and they don't transfer it. What are we keeping them safe from? Even, I even hear Republicans and conservatives saying, well, as long as, you know, be safe out there. From what? For, if you're a kid, you're just, it's, you know how many people in western Pennsylvania, and this includes 20 counties, under the age of 40 have died from this? None. Zero. Nobody. So what am I being kept safe from, you know? That, that's what kills me. It, it is. It is completely ridiculous. It, it's unbelievable. And, you know, I, I'm relatively new to, to my position. I'm only a sophomore in the House. I would have never imagined when I was running for office four years ago that the freedoms that we have enjoyed for years every single day um, would be uh, eroding under our very feet. Um, you know, I, I, I truly worry that uh, that there's a certain amount of testing of the waters that's happening right now, a certain uh, feel of how far can we get people to go. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that people don't need to wear face masks or, you know, they, they shouldn't. I believe that's a personal decision on, on their behalf. Um, but to be told that you absolutely have to do it or you can't shop in this business or you, you cannot go to church or you can't, that's not government's right to lay down those type of restrictions on the people of the Commonwealth. I mean, this country was founded on things in, in, you know, in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, we were founded on principles of freedom and, uh, in, in we're just not seeing those being allowed to be fully exercised right now. Um, and, and it bothers me the fact that there's such a divide between the left and the right on this issue. And, uh, again, I, I have to go back to the fact that we're not being given proof, documentation, and science. Um, you know, many times Republicans are accused of, of not believing in science or, or not, you yeah. know, not following science. Well, the Democrats right now, the governor of Pennsylvania will not show us the science that's telling us that we need to put people out of work, put them on unemployment, which, you know, by the way, the Department of Labor and Industry and our unemployment system in Pennsylvania is broken and they've done nothing in five months to get it fixed. Um, people are having a hard time buying food and sustaining their families. And in, in for what? You know, just show us the numbers, because I think it's an easier conversation to have um, if we show the numbers and people can see what they are really at risk at. But right now, as long as you can't show me the numbers, I have to question whether they're real or not. And what uh, what did, what ammunition do you guys, the Republicans, have left? I mean, what what's the recourse if uh, if 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 this turns into a decree and I have about a minute and a half left? If this turns into a decree, what are we going to do about it? Who's, what's anybody going to do about it? You know, it's very difficult right now. Um, you know, I, I think that the people of the Commonwealth need to watch what's going on and remember all of this in November. Uh, your vote at the polls is going to mean so much. Now, what do we do legislatively? We can try to pass legislation. It may be vetoed. There's still a, a resolution for impeachment of the governor that's on the table. And I think with every move, we get a little closer to that. Um, but, you know, we have to watch what we wish for, too, because then we put the lieutenant governor in, in place for the governor. <laughs> and did, did we just set him up for 10 years of, uh, of 
gubernatorial role. And, you know, I don't think he's any more conservative than the guy we have in there now. No. Wow. Hey, I really appreciate you being on, uh, Matt. Matt Dowling, uh, 51st District in uh, Harrisburg. He covers uh, his district is Fayette and parts of Somerset County. Uh, I hope you can get something done. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about a really nice, something uh, kind of like the, the Tea Party, where people run down to the point and uh, have a nice big bonfire and burn, burn masks. That's, that's what I'd be up for, <laughs> but that, that might be a little strong. Thanks, Matt. Hey, thanks, John. Have a good one. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com, learn the truth so you can defend your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. nosafespaces.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. Hey, John Stoggerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now, I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now, it comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable, and it's made in the USA, and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 800- 716-8087. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous, they had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives And it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. 
COVID-19 is creating food shortages all around the world. And for moms like Mary Lude in Haiti, it's made feeding her family nearly impossible. How long have you gone without food for yourself and for your children? Sometimes three days, sometimes more without finding food. Marcus Frisch is Projects Director with Food for the Poor. Operation of Food for the Poor in Haiti has now scaled back a lot of their projects, and their sole focus is now on food. They have several distribution centers throughout the entire country, and these are really the lifeline for a large percentage of the population. We're providing baskets of goods, including rice and beans and other essentials, to try and help our Haitian brothers and sisters throughout this crisis. They have no one else to turn to other than food for the poor. Well, and you can help uh, that situation. We're doing our food for the poor campaign here at uh, AM 1250, The Answer. And uh, a $37 gift from you provides emergency food relief for a child for six months. $185 and you, you get food for five kids for six months. Five kids for six months. If you donate $185 and a $370 one-time gift is food for 10 kids for six months. Uh, you can donate by calling 844-868-HOPE. That's 844-868-4673. 844-868-4673. You can, you can go to theanswerpgh.com and click on the red emergency food relief banner and donate that way. But um, the th- great thing about this campaign is that it works, uh, and it uh, it provides f- something directly from your money. Uh, you know exactly what's going to happen from the money that you donate, and only $37. If you just start with a small donation like that, uh, s- uh, one child for six months. So check it out at uh, 844-868-4673 to donate. Or go to theanswerpgh.com and click on emergency food relief and donate that way. And I'm off tomorrow, and um, I will see you on Monday. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.